This is Let's Talk Higher Ed, a podcast for high school counselors and university admissions representatives worldwide who aim to help connect students to their dream schools. In each episode, we hold candid conversations with our community of students, their counselors, and universities to discuss everything from dealing with anxious parents to ensuring a seamless transition to university life. Let's get started. Welcome to Let's Talk Higher Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Munnell, Senior Director of Education Partnerships at Cialfo. Cialfo supports counselors and students with our powerful and simple to use platform. Cialfo saves time and makes higher education more accessible worldwide. In addition, we support universities. Cialfo is your trusted partner to help you find right fit undergraduate students from the largest network of international schools. Today's podcast brings a discussion with Queen Mary University of London on why math is the perfect alternative to computer science. We'll explore how students can tailor their studies by exploring various coursework and research opportunities. We'll also showcase why Queen Mary's location in London brings a wealth of benefits, along with other information about course qualifications and preparation. All right, we're ready to kick off today's podcast. Uh, Today, I'm joined by Dr. Shabna Baheshti. Uh, she's director of education and reader in mathematics. Um, doctor, how'd you get here today? W- what's your background? Um, well, I started out absolutely sure I'd be a physicist, which turned out not to be true. As soon as I got in my um, got in my degree, I took a joint degree in maths and physics, and then I realized I really didn't like labs. And all the questions I was interested in were more the why does this work? Where is the underpinning of this? You know, the nuts and bolts of it. So I just started moving towards math. Um, I wasn't ever sure I wanted to be a mathematician, so I went on to do master's after that. So my bachelor's was in Canada and I did a master's in Texas and I realized I really loved maths, but I still wasn't sure I wanted to be a mathematician. So I said, well, why don't I keep going and see how this goes? Um, I ended up applying to a bunch of PhD programs, basically worldwide and eventually ended up in Massachusetts where I studied a certain corner of mathematics, which ended up coming all the way back full circle. I studied general relativity. So I became a geometric analyst and and that's it. Well, we're definitely happy to have you here today. Uh, we're also joined by Deputy Director of Education and Director of Graduate Opportunities, Dr. Sebastian Delvano Rollin. How are you today? Hello, very well. How are you doing? What, what, how did you get into this? How did you become a mathematician? Um, well, when I was in high school, I, I remember that I liked uh, maths, I liked physics, and I liked philosophy. So I applied for all these three things. And I, by accident, landed in maths. I was in Barcelona in those days, so I studied maths in the University of Barcelona. After that, I got uh, interested in in the very purest side of mathematics, in algebraic geometry. Um, And uh, after getting my PhD there, I went to, on the the postdoc adventure, I landed in the Max Planck Institute in Germany. I also had several visits in different places, Stony Brook and New York. Uh, and also the Tata Institute, where Chapman was. I also spent some time there. And at some point, I decided to change direction just to do something different. And so I moved into finance in the city and I joined NatWest Global Financial Markets. And I've been in several investment banks. Uh, the last, my last uh, position there was the global head of uh, foreign exchange and local markets at Citigroup. And after that, I decided again to change uh, directions and I came back to academia and I'm now at Queen Mary. Well, all I'm hearing is opportunity, opportunity, and opportunity to do a lot of different things with 
a maths degree. Uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about uh, today as, as we cover all the different types of ways that you can tailor your educational opportunities and research opportunities, the great benefits uh, of being in London at Queen Mary. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what makes a great maths course candidate to come and study uh, at Queen Mary as well. Uh, Dr. Beheshti, let's talk about tailoring your math degree and, and the benefits of, of, of that and the possibilities. Um, so at Queen Mary in the mathematics department, what we have is we have a lot of program programs listed. So you say, I want a course in mathematics. And they say, this is the G100. I want a course in mathematics and statistics. This has some other code. I want a course in math, statistics, finance, and accounting. So there's a lot of different ways to take mathematics and build on it. And what we do is we have um, basically a set of compulsory modules in the first year that set your grounding no matter what degree program you're on. And then you start to slowly specialize. So for example, one of the things that we made a priority is you learn programming in the first year. That way, if you want to go into data analytics, you already have Python under your belt. Um, I think the thing that the students like is that you do get that freedom to specialize as you move on. Our flagship program already has pathways in it that you can choose, but you don't have to know from go what you want to do. We give you a chance to kind of taste everything in the first year and then slowly start to work your way up. And you have academic advisors who are mathematicians and statisticians, financial mathematicians who help you along the way to make those choices. Um, so you're not ever left to just navigate that road on your own. And the more of the modules you take, the more you see what you do and don't like. Well, we heard earlier from you, Dr. Sebastian, about your background and, and, and finance. Uh, you know, a lot, lot of students tend to perk up when we, we hear about uh, finance and, and some of the cool industries out there. Um, tell us a little bit more about, about tailoring these programs to uh, benefit you for later? Uh, well, one of the things, one of the strengths here at Queen Mary is that we have a, a variety of research teams and a variety of skills. And this allows us to uh, to create these very interesting modules that address these very uh, specific uh, uh, topics. So now we have a growing team in data analytics. We have an MSc program in data analytics. And all of this, of course, percolates down to our undergraduate programs as well. So students get opportunity to learn with the best so i think that's a and similar similarly with with our finance content in, in my module i i make a special effort to be contemporaneous and for example there's a very hot topic these days which is a b testing which is what for example amazon uses to decide to make their buy button orange is a, a, a series of statistical tests and our students see that on the first year i tell them how that works and so it, it, it brings to life a whole topic. No, it's just it's not like old fashioned statistics from a book printed in the 1940s or something. It's a uh, it's cutting edge day, day to, stuff that is happening right now on their browsers as, as we speak. So I, I knew there was a reason why I bought so much from Amazon. It had to be the color. Of the <laughs> it had to... Orange is the trick. <laughs> Well, let's turn our attention to this real world application of math, uh, maths. Um, tell us a little bit more about how we're going to get that in the coursework at Queen Mary. Okay. Um, there's a couple ways this happens. And again, it depends on what pathway you choose. So for example, if you're keen on doing something that's kind of computing related, we have extra modules in the second and third year on you know, numerical methods, scientific computing, um, learning C and C++ on top of having your Python, machine learning. And every one of these has um, not just coursework, but project-based work. 
even in the first year, we start acquainting our students with working on, on a project in programming, not just, well, do this code and make sure it works. Um, and I think one of the nice things about doing project-based work as you move forward in your degree is that you get to actually pick a topic you like and learn more about it. We have modules, for example, called a third year project where students can essentially pick anything they like and they work with one staff member, like an academic who supervises them or mentors them. And we've had a range of people who work on, somebody did um, machine learning uh, methods applied to the statistics of cricket, um, you know, sports statistics like football. Um, other people have worked on projects that have to do with mathematics pedagogy on how we develop uh, a toolkit for um, hard of hearing and deaf students to learn mathematics. Um, it's really sky's the limit with the projects. It's, it's however creative you feel like being, there'll be somebody who's interested in supervising you. And if you're motivated, you just pick it and run with it. And I think that's a spectacular opportunity that students can take up. Yeah, I love the broadness of it as well. And I, I'm, what I'm hearing is that you've, you've got, obviously you have the practical understanding of maths, but also just that ability to apply it in a lot of different situations. I mean, you're talking about cricket or Amazon or whatever it might be. It sounds like a wonderful opportunity. It's pretty awesome, actually. I think so. There's one thing that I think a lot of aspiring mathematicians or computer scientists tend to run away from. And it's only when they get to the end of their degree that they realize how important it is. So I'm just going to say it now because I think it's important for any student who's choosing a degree in STEM to not shy away from learning how to communicate about their subject and write about their subjects. A lot of us went into this area because we're like, oh, I don't like writing, right? I'm not really big on reading lots of literature, right? But the point is that within your discipline, you do end up reading a lot and you do need to speak with people intelligently about really hard technical subjects and getting practice doing that during your degree is really important. Um, so we try to set up things in a way where you have small group tutorials where you just practice talking with another fellow student where it's not like a judgment zone, you know, it's a judgment free zone and, you know, not getting graded on it, but you just practice learning to use the language of your trade. Um, and I think that's something one has to build confidence with. And again, things like the third year project or project-based work lets you sink your teeth into something and take ownership of it so that when you go to an interview in, you know, three years time or four, depending on what you know, program you're on, you have a spark in you because you did this project and you're talking to someone about it. So um, I think that's, that's a really important skill in terms of employability that has less to do with math and more to do with how you show people how much math you've learned. Well, Queen Mary has a great location uh, near the heart of London, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the, the, the benefits of it. Um, yeah, let's dive into it. And let's talk about this a little bit. One of the first things I noticed when I came to Queen Mary, it was before I even had a job here, I was invited to give a talk. I noticed how pretty the campus was. It's right next to the canal. Um, you look over and you see the finance district. It's on the central line. It's just, it's quick to get to. It's got its own campus, which feels sort of very North American in that regard, because the rest of the universities in London are basically urban universities. It's a lot of buildings. Um, but ours actually has green space and places where students can just chill out and, you know, a couple places to eat and get coffee. And it, it just has a university vibe as opposed to just an urban vibe. Um, so it's kind of two layers. Um, I think we're the only campus university in, in inner London anyway. Um, and the students have university accommodation um, either on campus or nearby, and they can walk to their classes. Um, we're between Canary Wharf and the city, but they're the two main financial centers of the UK. So 
you know, it's on our doorstep. Basically, if you want it, it's there, um, which is really nice for networking and for careers events. And we want to get people in. As Sapnam said, we are we are located exactly more or less in the middle in between Canary Wharf and the city of London, which are the two uh, financial districts in London. And uh, I don't know, just to get an, 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 esti an estimate, it's roughly five minutes from here to the city. So you can go to the, there to events, networking. We've had uh, visits with students to Bloomberg uh, headquarters in London. Uh, we've been to the Bank of England. There's so many different institutions here. And our students, uh, many of them land job, top jobs in some of these institutions. So it's a, it's a perfect location, location for interviews, networking. And, and in our computer lab here, uh, we just look out the window, see Canary Wharf, and I tell my students, "You need to go there." So it's a it's it's a very a very strong connection we have with all these. So we're going to talk about qualifications and, and preparation, and and I know a lot of students are saying, "What do I have to do to earn a spot at Queen Mary?" Um, probably the answer is not as clear as we always want it to be, um, but let's let's dive into this. Yeah, so um, when it comes to admissions, of course, you have to have taken A-levels or an equivalent. Um, if you're taking IB exams or if you're from North America, it's a different set of exams. So, of course, something that um, the UK will count as an equivalent to the A-levels. So you have to have uh, maths. You have to have an A in maths to come here. And, of course, some high marks in associated subjects. But those associated subjects can be anything. What we're looking for is excellence. So if somebody did maths and I don't know, I'm going to make this up, architecture, and they did a great job and they love doing maths, then we won't say, mm, they should have taken biology before they come here. That's not how the decision-making works. What we really want is a high standard of mathematics and somebody who displays a certain amount of hunger for learning more. So um, basically, it's, it's not advice, but it's advice. Whatever you do, do it at an excellent level because it's that search for excellence that we're looking for more than a specific activity. I, what I would suggest in terms of preparation for, for a maths degree and, and in fact for anything is that you, you somehow develop an, a strong interest and a level of personal investment and engagement in the topic. And for a high school student that might be, I don't know, going for, to a library or a bookstore and finding an interesting book about maths uh, at university or Googling or going to YouTube videos and finding some interesting topics. So I think that is something that is... It also prepares this kind of a learning habit, learning mentality. This is also something that employers want. No, if I hire somebody in, in banking, I want them to be there ready to start learning stuff. And this is a habit that you can develop at university. And if you can start doing that beforehand, that sets you up for success at, at university and in your career. So I think that's a, that would be my suggestion. Um, well, obviously, some of the most important things that we do when going to university is saying, hey, can we have a career in this course or in this subject? And we believe maths can do that for us. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I guess you're, you're already preaching to the converted if you're speaking to me. I think mathematics is it opens doors we didn't think were possible within STEM. Uh, the structures that mathematicians come up with are the ones that engineers, physicists, chemists, and biologists use. So if you're open-minded about how you approach the mathematics and who you interact with, basically the sky's the limit on what you do next. You can have a pure maths degree like Sebastian does and go into finance. You can have an applied maths degree and work with mathematical biologists on finding um, mechanisms to cure cancer. Um, maybe you're interested in AI, then one of the things you bring to the table is perhaps a project you do on how to use mathematics ethically when building algorithms. 
right? These are all issues that face society that mathematicians are in a unique position to help address. And it's kind of about finding your passion within maths. Maybe it's maths and the environment. Well, there's all kinds of statistics that are used and misused in the discussions around climate change. You can be one of the people to help dispel the myths or the misuse of mathematics, um, but you have to know maths well, and then you learn this other subject and build those two together as your degree grows. So I think the future proofing is built in knowing your own subject well enough and then knowing yourself well enough to take the next steps in the direction you want. And, and a degree at Queen Mary will let you do that in pretty much any direction. One thing I'd like to mention is that um, there is a massive need in industry and in many sectors for people with the kind of mental skills of a mathematician, not always necessarily solving equations, but the kind of uh, mental rigor that you develop in, in, in studying mathematics is something that is often critical in many businesses, and I've seen that firsthand. But the, but one thing that uh, I, I sometimes tell students to, to guard against is that if you go out there and you search for mathematician, there's very few jobs that are named like that. And that is because in industry, they typically use other words, you know, like quantitative or uh, analytical skills or numerate skills, that sort of stuff. So whenever you see that in the job market, it means that a mathematician is ideally suited for those positions. And that is uh, that is that uh, happens in many, many different sectors. And that's the tricky bit with maths, right? Because People, students come in loving maths and then partway through the degree, they're like, oh, shoot, what do I do with this degree? And you're like, and the answer is, well, anything. But it, that's quite unsatisfying for someone who has to then choose their own next steps. Um, I think this is both, um, you know, a sword you can fall on or the strength that you fly with. Because if you become a structural engineer, then you look for jobs that say structural engineer, right? But that's what you do. On the other hand, for mathematicians, this is when you get to exercise your creativity, which can be quite scary, but it's also very liberating. Well, we're going to wrap up things, but we want to make sure that we we bring a couple things more to light. Um, talking about math, just the overarching power of it. Um, so some students come to us thinking that they're getting a computer science degree. And um, I think the main thing to note is you learn programming, but we don't train you to become a programmer. We train you to be a mathematician and mathematicians solve problems differently um, than all the other subjects. And in fact, it's the idea of finding those underlying structures within all these different subjects that mathematics allows us to explore. You know, it may be that the equations that govern the cosmos look an awful lot like the equations that you use to study a biological system, but a biologist and physicist may not see that. That's the power of the mathematician who can see where these connections lie. Getting a maths degree really allows you to reach into all these other subjects in a, in a, in a deep, deep way and, and sense their beauty at a different level. Great. Well, this has been a fascinating discussion. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about Queen Mary and its location and um, fascinating stuff. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this episode of Let's Talk Higher Ed. This show is brought to you by Cielfo a fast-growing global edtech company and student-first career exploration and college application network. If you enjoyed this episode, then follow Let's Talk Higher Ed wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Or join us online at cialfo.co slash podcast for all of the latest episodes.